boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Aaron from the Aaron Meta Show. It is the 3rd of June, 2018. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, joining us on the show uh, is the returning Josh. Hey. Hey, and uh, also is Patricia. Hi, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just been it's uh, been a pretty... Uh, we're pretty hot right now here in the studio where we've had to have the window blaring open. So, again, if you hear any outside noises, that's basically... It's not you, it's us. So, uh, I just want to let you guys know about that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Patricia, uh, how have things been going on your side of things? Uh, I think we just lost Patricia. Uh, Josh, can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you, yeah. yeah. How things? Uh, her, tell you what, Josh, you've, you've been the most absent, I guess, out of the show. How have things been going with yourself? It's been going uh, good, thank you. Just been pretty hectic. Okay, and, oh. and Josh, how are you getting? How are you getting on? <laughs> um, well, I've been pretty busy lately. I have, uh, you know, I'm, I've been working two jobs, and I've also been apartment hunting. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to move out of my mom and stepdad's house, and you know, starting my own, you know, what do you call it? <laughs> I don't know what we call it. Maybe a bachelor and, pad or whatever. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yes, you're, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of girls going to be turning up then, Josh. Oh, no, I don't think about, I don't Revolving door. Right <laughs> <laughs> comes with a revolving door. Girl comes in, girl comes out. You're always the ladies' man, Josh, in this show. Right. Yeah. I remember, oh, yeah. We, we, I'm sure we... So we, we designate... I remember, Josh, we designated you, I think, the ladies' man, I think, last time we were doing this. And, uh, yeah, because yeah, Nick's, Nick's not allowed to be the ladies' man. He's married. So uh, oh. he's uh, yeah he, he can't do that and uh, so uh, and uh, well I guess I could probably be stay understudy I guess for the ladies man because uh, I'm still single myself so uh, but, uh. yeah me too I'm still <laughs> single as well we're the we're the lonely hearts club on this show yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah is that Nick he's the he's the old one out because he's the one who's actually got somebody so uh. yeah we're, we're, the two of us are just you know we're still. High and dry when it comes to that. Um, well, I mean, I, I have a really strong feeling, Aaron, that you're going to get somebody before I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. So uh, I think uh, who, knows, who knows what happens in life, man. You know, th things can change pretty significantly sure. in a very short yeah. period of time. So uh, you know, uh, next day, uh, you know, next next thing you know, uh, you know, one day you probably you know, uh, you know walking around minding your own business, and the next thing you know, you're probably in front of everybody declaring your love for somebody. So, uh, sure. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. anything can happen, you know. Yeah. So life, yeah. life's crazy like that, man. But uh, as I, uh, the one thing I've always been told by people is that uh, they're always warning me off when you know when they start having children, they're always warning off other people not to do it because it's like uh, I, I, I remember you. This is actually one theme that I actually noticed for the last couple of months. Um, anybody who has had children, you know, from where I work or just anywhere right now in uh, in the world right now, they're always saying, "Mate, don't have kids." Like, you know, they're just warning me right off it. Don't have children. It's like, uh, and uh, I think I know it's because of all the craziness that goes on with raising children at the moment. I think they're, I think they're looking at me and they're realizing that this is a happy time when they weren't looking after anybody else and uh, they weren't able to, uh, they had more freedom than they did now. And then all of a sudden it's just, it's, uh, it's gone away. And then they just uh, look at somebody and uh, with uh, the dread on their face and it's like, mate, don't have kids. Like, don't have kids until you're, you know, <laughs> fully spiritually, emotionally ready. Oh no! You know? they're, 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 telling yeah, me don't, like... they're telling me don't have kids at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Oh Is this crazy? Like, I, like, yeah. I, I'm probably not going to appreciate it until I have kids of my own. So, uh, you know, the warning's falling on deaf ears at the moment. I still, you know, <laughs> one day it'll probably happen before I know it. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show. So, um, no neutrality. Um, there has been an update to this. Apparently, it's now going to the House uh, in the uh, in in Washington, and uh, they're currently trying to get 25 Republicans to uh, to support re put reinstating net neutrality, which uh, comes into effect in the next 10. You know, comes away in the next 10 days. But if you look statewide, uh, California Senate has defies uh, ISP companies like AT&T and has voted for strict net neutrality rules. So uh, they're you know it's. Uh, if it's not happening on a national level, let me tell you something, it's happening on state level. 
So, uh, you know, you, you're still going to be able... To, if you live in California right now, according to the rules, you're still going to be able to listen to the Old School Lane podcast, the Aramesa show, and listen to it all for free and fair. And uh, you don't have to pay any additional fees or anything like that or get it throttled or... Uh, Anything along those lines. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, if you're out in California right now, by the way, California, shout out to California because they're our biggest uh, audience share right now on the Aramata show. So, uh, if you're out there in California, you're listening to the Aramata show. Thanks, guys. You know, uh, and also thank you very much for supporting uh, Net Neutrality as well because uh, it helps shows like us. And uh, I'm really glad that uh, we've got an audience that really appreciates us up there in uh, in, in, in California Republic. So, uh, guys, thank you very much for doing that. So, but uh, anyway, we, what we want to do is, if you want to go to uh, battlefortheNet.com or donate.battlefortheNet.com, donate some money and uh, help us get net neutrality back on the books and uh, stop it from basically going away because it helps uh, the Aaron Meta show, it helps the Old School Lane podcast, it helps us all. So, uh, you know, really do um, help us out here if you've got the opportunity to do it. So, it's all good. Um, let's have a look. So, um, let's do some news. Um, the first bit of news, obviously, I mean, you guys have heard that uh, Roseanne has been uh, obviously cancelled because of uh, Roseanne Barr can't keep her mouth shut. And uh, But uh, it looks like it's not going to be going away as soon as we think because uh, Roseanne may be gone, but ABC is looking to do a spin-off with Darlene. Sorry. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, Roseanne cancellation came last week, so it came very sudden to a shock of a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, probably several rumours about what ABC might be planning to do as it uh, continues to pick up the pieces and potentially looks for a position in acts for the actors, creative team, members and crew members who lost their jobs when Roseanne got the axe. One report claims that the network may attempt to salvage what is left of the show, and a lot of jobs uh, also as well, by ordering a Roseanne spin-off centred around not Sir Roseanne Barr's uh, matriarch, but her daughter, single mom Darlene Connor. So, uh... And it's interesting how they're going to go with this. Like, uh, I mean, how uh, how significant of a, of the central role is she going to get? Because, uh, I mean, keep in mind, like, I mean, you got to bring in John Goodman and you got to bring in all the other actors as well to kind of like, uh, you know, because, I mean, you're going to have a massive gap there with Roseanne not being around. And you're going to have to explain that in a pretty good way of why she's not around, I guess. I mean, do you, do you not explain it at all and you just kind of like carry on as normal? I mean, remember that, we, I mean, you could also make the argument about that whole um, last season of Roseanne about, like, how Dan had the heart attack, and then there was just the whole subplot about, oh, the family's rich, and then, um, you know, Roseanne was, like, um, having a dream, and then it turns out that, oh, no, uh, he actually did die, and then they pretty much retconned it, so I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with something. Like, maybe uh, instead of uh, Dan having the heart attack, maybe it was Roseanne who had the heart attack, or something. I have no idea. No idea. What is going on with these story ideas? Like, okay, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I didn't know how they were going to make a 10 season myself when they, you know, because didn't, uh, didn't Dan die in the last, you know, at the very uh, yeah, end of the Dan, show? Dan was, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dan was like, dead. Because yeah. um, you remember that the whole thing about, oh, we're rich, that was a dream. Yeah. And then, you know, in the previous season, Dan died of the heart attack. So, yeah, I mean, in a sense, like, the way that Roseanne was for a bit shouldn't even exist, and Dan shouldn't even be there because he's dead. But now they have him back, and, you know, apparently it was, like, another dream or something, so it's like, what is this, Inception? Mm. Oh, it was wonder though, because, you know, obviously Roseanne, I mean, let's face it, she was a supporter of Donald Trump, even though they never referenced him in the show, but obviously you can tell that the references were so, were so easily put in there, and uh, it makes me wonder now, with Roseanne out of the picture, I mean, politically, I mean, does it now start to become a situation where they start to become disillusioned with Donald Trump? I have no idea, but then again, we still have that, um... You know that HBO show that that you know the one where um, uh, you know it, apparently they have like an alternative uni- um, uh, alternative historical universe in which like the Southerns won the Civil War and it's going to show off the perspective of what it is now. I think that they're going to be doing that on HBO, so at least there's some influence on that. I, I didn't hear anything about it being canceled or anything like that. Oh, oh there's a, they're going to do a show where the South won the Civil War. Yes, and it's going to be done by the same guys who created Game of Thrones. Okay, then that sounds. I mean, Let's... I mean, I don't really want to make this reference, but do you, have you ever seen the Have you ever seen the TV pilot Hail Honey, I'm Home? Yes, I have. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds, <laughs> reminds me of that <laughs> a little bit. I really hope it isn't that. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, has anyone seen the View? 
Um, yeah, I watched the view. Yeah, I've I've seen a handful of times. Yeah, because mm, yeah, there was I mean, a, there was I, a massive uproar on that, wasn't it? About um, yeah, what happened a, because I know a lot of people that actually hate that show that just don't like. You know, they just don't like these women talking. And, you know, ABC says, nope, we're still running that. You know, so I think it's kind of, I mean, uh, forgive me for saying it, but like, it's, I, I think it's kind of weird, you know, but I know, and I'm not, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, yeah, Roseanne didn't, should not have said what she said. That was, uh, she's gone way overboard on that, but uh, it's still kind of odd that they don't cancel other shows and they, cancel hers well it really so depends what the remit is i mean roseanne was a mate was a uh prime time sitcom i mean the view is just yeah. an afternoon talk show i mean uh, yeah. it's, it's not like the view is going to be like in in full view of the whole world at like seven o'clock in the evening in fact if they even did that with a view it would have mm. been a pretty pretty successful thing if it would have had to have been a pretty successful thing probably would have got cancelled on the spot if it didn't bring in the ratings that it did so i mean mm. in regards to uh I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, as far as I'm aware, is just going to be doing the whole, you know, afternoon talk show thing, I guess, for the uh, foreseeable future, I guess, on The View. And uh, unless, the, you know, the ratings start to dip or anything like that, I mean, The View is just going to be uh, where it is. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, the one thing I'll say about The View, I mean, if we're going to go into that uh, topic, I mean, you can obviously see that the... Um, the 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 panel I guess the, the the panel that they have I mean you have Whoopi Goldberg on one side and you know what kind of political slant that she has and then you have Megan McCain on the other side and you know where she's coming from but uh, yeah. I don't know it's just it's like and then there's like the other ones kind of wedged in the middle it's just it's a really awkward table of people to kind of like be talk- yeah. talking around you know it's just it's, I mean, it's you can like you just don't know if they're divided or not it just yeah because like they have a lot there's just a lot of arguments going on ever since megan mccain was was on the show yeah. just a lot of you know maybe heated heated arguments really yeah so well, well i mean that's uh, I mean, they've, they've done that on purpose obviously for you know for ratings grabs and stuff like yeah, that but, uh, apparently so like uh, but, i mean like, they don't really talk about anything interesting if you if you really think about it as far as I'm aware, no. I mean, like, probably, you know, some of the episodes that come up to mind was probably when they had, like, uh, you know, like, Jesse Ventura coming on the show when he was talking about how, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, talking about his opposition to the Vietnam War and stuff like that, and, uh, I mean, so, I mean, some pretty heavily political topics, I think I would say, that was the, on The View, and here's the thing about this, you know, The View's obviously an American talk show, ho- talk show, and, uh, you know, here in the UK, we already have our own version called, you know, Loose Women, which, uh, you know, not Loose Women? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, there okay. is. A, yeah, look it up if you were. Uh, there is a there is a show on here in ITV so, on on ITV, uh, pretty much based a guest off the View, and they just call it Loose Women. So, wow, uh, that's oh awesome. my... that's why, why? sexual. Well, why? Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's uh, what it is. So uh, I mean, that's what we've got. We yeah. we also got other talk shows here in the UK called The Right Stuff, and uh, then there's a. Uh, I'm trying to have a look at the. Uh, we have like BBC Question Time, but that's more political than it is anything else. And uh, we have like the Daily and the Sunday Politics and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, besides that, I mean, if you really want to, you know, uh, find you know conversations about stuff on you know politics and that, you more want to go on the uh, or like you know just kind of like light-hearted talk talk radio you know, talk bits. I think there's just like segments in between on other shows, you know, on other channels really. But uh, yeah, so well, this got really away from Rosanne. I think we can definitely well, tell I you mean, that. Well, I mean, to be fair, um, I think that pretty much everybody else has been covering it at this point in time. I mean, when I um, I was getting my aunt, I was with my aunt, and we were getting her car done. We were getting the tires changed. We were getting. Oh, we just lost her. But I mean, yeah, one thing I'll definitely say about uh, about what's happened is that uh, you know, um, while we've all been distracted by this whole Roseanne fiasco, do you know that uh, you know Flint, Michigan, right now still doesn't have any water? Or clean water, for that matter. And uh, what uh, Puerto Rico? There's like four and a half thousand people that have like died in uh, oh you know, in in that. And yeah, and here's the thing. It's like it's it has, one thing I will say about the coverage of all of this. It's been a massive distraction from everything that's really going on in the world at the yeah. moment. And uh, so you know, for me, it's just it's um, we really need to have a you know conversation about you know is stuff really that important that needs to be covered like wall to wall and stuff like that and uh, the fact that we're talking about it now i mean we're talking about it because obviously you know we cover entertainment on this show so it's somewhat within our within our, our sphere and obviously there's people out there who also want to talk about it as well but at the same time um you know you've got to uh you, you got to appreciate that uh 
you know, there's other stuff going on in the world as well, and this is the, uh, if we're going to say this is the most serious topic that's uh, currently going on, I'm sure there's more of the stuff out there that we need to be concerned about at the moment. So, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that we can talk about. Like, for example, you know, those kids that were taken away from their parents. I mean, where are they? We don't know where they are. Oh, yeah. And, there's um, that. Also, the fact that a lot of people in Puerto Rico have passed on and also Four the, uh, the, the, log, the volcano that's being erupted in Hawaii. And, um, and it's as, still being I, erupted after one month. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my goodness! Like that's, no, 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 so don't forget, I mean, don't, don't forget that. Uh, don't forget all about those poor Palestinian people that are being killed by uh, you know uh, you know so-called uh, you know um, defenses by uh, by the, the Israeli defense force. You know, there's all that chaos going going on over there right now. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Just... and even there's also, um, you know, because I live in Florida, the Parkland students are graduating uh, today. Uh, and, you know, there's like a whole bunch of security that's going on. And um, I think that there was like talks of, you know, honoring the students who lost their lives and all the teachers who lost their lives. So, um, yeah, there's there's so much going on that something like as a TV show getting canceled is just... I mean, it could be worse, you know? could be a lot worse. Do you know I don't know those people? How about, how about some common sense gun laws? You know? Yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah. unfortunately, you know, we we're, we live in a gun-loving country. Oh, I mean, oh. I already told you many times about how here in Florida, we have so, so many gun um, rallies and um, rifle conventions and gun shows. It's not even funny. I know, it's and you know what? I actually... Uh... I'm not going to say her name, but I actually work with someone at a at a school who used to work next somewhere close to Columbine, and she said that the teachers at the Columbine school district, they had the high school, they actually uh, have guns in their in their uh, they have access to guns in the school in case yeah they do have access to guns in the school. Yeah, I, I doubt that's ever going to start. Is, are you really going to want your like your home ec teacher really going to be, be packing? Is going to stop somebody who's uh, you know uh, you know absolutely hell bent on mayhem in that situation? It's like uh, you know look at all the. I mean, there was one. There wasn't there one guy who went into like a military base and shot up a load of people. And, like, yeah, you know, it's just he's like you think one of the places where there'd be a lot of guns would be military bases, wouldn't you? And um, that's the last thing. I would, you know, that's the last thing I would want to think about. Like uh, you know. You would trust someone at a military base to, you know, work with guns, and all of a sudden he starts shooting people. I know it's just it's uh, it's, it's it's a scary it's a scary world. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's crazy. A, it's and, a fallen world. I was about that as well. Isn't there like um, I mean, isn't on, on a lot of guns also used in like you know domestic and like suicides and things like that as well? Uh, and yeah, it's like it's it's sad, man. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay, well let's uh, let's move on to something else before we all start, you know, losing the will to live. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't, oh man, let's all let's look at this. Oh hey, all right. So a bit of backstory to this. Uh, this guy who's scaling the building is actually a migrant who uh, uh, I don't know where exactly he came from, but uh, he's about to. He's actually climbing the building to go save this child. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I saw that. I thought. This is in Paris. This is in Paris, France, by the way. Just to let everybody know. So he's scaling the building. And this guy hasn't got like any protection or anything like that. He's literally going up the building by himself in only his shirt and jeans and probably some boots. Oh my. And he picks him up and takes guy? him onto there. Why didn't the other guy just pull the baby up? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, and yeah, this guy, this guy is a, this guy actually is uh, you know migrated here from another country, and uh, you know as as a token of good as a token of as a good gesture, uh, the uh, French president Macron he actually gave him honorary citizenship after that. Good for him, man. Yeah, oh, that's good. You know, he's like, isn't this the guy you want in your country? Like uh, again, yeah, of course. I, I I would love to have. Uh, where's he? Uh, I'd love to have like a uh, international Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's like you know, the there's there's people who are coming from other countries, and uh, I know I'm making a. You know, this is a. I will admit, this is a pro-immigration rant that I'm about to go on right now. But uh, yeah, there's people who want to come from other countries to our countries and actually do good in this world. They're not all like uh, you know, you know, they're not all into drugs. They're not all into crime. They're not all into you know, uh, living off the state. Some people actually here want to come here and actually give a shit about what's going on around them 
And you, you never saw this guy. This guy climbed it, scaled a building, and put his own life in danger to go rescue somebody else. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, and I'm and again, I'm wondering why. So, what is that other guy doing? Is he just watching him save this kid's life while he is actually close to the kid and could have just pulled him up? Like, I, I, I don't, don't, know, I don't but, know about the situation with that guy, but uh, you know, yeah, all, all, I, all, all I got to say is that uh, well, that guy's going out to uh, save this this child like everyone else is just getting this people who actually are legally allowed to be in this country just getting their cell phones out and and, and filming it which i guess you could yeah. say is probably you know without that i guess uh, they would have never known that he he'd done that and so i guess you could say that's evidence for you know obviously for getting him to where he is now now he's an honorary citizen of france but uh, still it's just it's a bit uh, yeah he's a hero he's he's a hero he's he's, he's brilliant so yeah. you know good on him for doing what he did yeah so, there's uh that's our opinion on that. Okay, moving on. Um, oh, this thing's funny. So, um, some Russian prank. Boris Johnson is the foreign secretary of this of the United Kingdom. He holds a very senior role in the government, and uh, this was pretty much what happened with him. So, there's been this whole um, poisoning of a former spy incident with. Uh, I think his name was a uh, Scripple, uh, and um, sorry if I've not really not pronounced that name good at all. But uh, um, some Armenian, uh, some a duo from Russia were pretending to be the Armenian prime minister, and had an 18-minute phone call conversation with one of the most senior members of the government as a prank. Oh, he, this guy looks like Trump. Oh yeah, just he he, like a... he, he. I suspect he cuts his own hair. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like, this guy was fooled for like 18 minutes, and uh, it's just it's crazy that this is. A, uh, the duo released audio of the call, which they said they took place last week, in, in which one of them uh, presented to be uh, Nicole Pashishian, uh, who is uh, and recently appointed uh, Prime Minister of Armenia. Uh, in the audio, the the voice claiming to be uh, Pashishian uh, speaks English with a Russian accent. He asks for advice on how to deal with Vladimir Putin and for information about Britain's response for poisoning uh, Sergei Skripal in in Salisbury. Um, the the uh, foreign the foreign office uh, confirmed in a statement that it was jo Boris Johnson on the call. Uh, we will continue to tighten the squeeze on uh, some of the oligarchs who surround Putin. Um, Johnson said to believe the uh, uh, who he believed was the Armenian prime minister, and uh, Johnson said that he proved that most of the effective way of dealing with the threats posed by Russia is saying uh, you throw a stone in Kensington and you and you'll get an oligarch. So. They pretty much had this off-the-rails conversation, uh, which he thought was the Armenian Prime Minister, and instead it was just these bunch of pranksters from Russia. And this guy controls our foreign... This guy is in, in control of our foreign policy messaging. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Mm -hmm. Do you know this guy almost... Want, do you know some people want this guy to be Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? It's it's shocking, you know? It's oh, really bonkers sad. bonkers is that, man? Yeah. Imagine being. Uh, well, do you think somewhere down the line, do you think you know, in in Trump's administration, we're gonna get someone who's gonna make a prank call to a, uh, I don't know, to Jeff Sessions or something like that, and that audio is gonna get released? Um, it's just I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't have much to say on this, do we? So I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's. I just think what? What? It my just... God! Why has this guy still got a job? This guy should be. Josh Johnson should be out of here, man. He just he shouldn't. He shouldn't be. Isn't here. that like pretty much everybody nowadays? Yeah, pretty much. Who's fit to run a country anymore at this stage? Um, <laughs> Next thing you'll know, we'll be running a country. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Well, yeah. Here's a. I can't run. The the I can't even run. I, I can't even run a restaurant. Don't even. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think we're both just staying on the show. I think uh, not getting involved too much into uh, you know running for elections or anything like that. So cool. Alright then, next video. We've called an emergency meeting this weekend. I promised my wife and daughter I'd take them away this weekend, sir. We need to cut 20%. You promised these people good jobs. And I thought you'd do anything for this company. Well, have a good time.
Who's back? Oh man! It's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, uh, it really is amazing to see him again. They're yeah, I mean, you know what? After the two, the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie didn't do so well. I didn't think that we were gonna ever see him again. You know? Well, you never know. I think uh, I like to think that Winnie the Pooh, even though the other movie didn't do so well, I think still has. I think he has like staying power. Like, uh, for example, like uh, I mean. I guess maybe the maybe is the Muppets a good example of that, where it's just constantly still in our in our memories. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So they, and yeah, they, they'll do like the odd movie or two and stuff like that. But uh, at least they have a staying power to like stay, you know, relevant. And uh, yeah, and another thing that I really do appreciate is that you know they ha- they brought back Jim Cummings to voice Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you know, especially brilliant. with a you know movie like this, they could have brought in like a celebrity or something. Mm-hmm. You do that a lot, Pooh. Christopher Robin. I've cracked. Oh, I don't see any cracks. A few wrinkles, maybe. I'm gonna love the uh, just all the all the all the, all the jokes that are basically just gonna be in this, like uh, you know all the all <laughs> the un- all the unintentional you know uh, you know uh, uh, only all the unintentional li- lines and everything like that. That's uh, Jim Cummings can only deliver well. Like uh, it's like, uh, it, like it's, it's like amazing because like he's like Winnie Winnie the Pooh is so is like he he ends up kind of like being unintentionally philosophical, and uh, like and also it's uh, it's just amazing to watch, you know uh, you know you know Pooh Bear do that so and so you know this this is something I'm gonna be looking I think I'm gonna look forward to and uh, mind mm-hmm. you I think I think I don't know have we seen the story before of like you know the uh, the guy who thought he'd you know grown out of all of this but um, and then like reality kind of like drones on him but then he like has that escape like I mean have we really had like a a movie I'm sure we've had loads of movies like that before I mean I guess you could say The Incredibles I guess was kind of like that where uh, you know Mr. Incredible was like in the uh, you know in the reality that he was because you know out of no volition of his own and then uh, all of a sudden this opportunity comes to him and uh, his whole life comes back to him so uh, i don't know yeah, maybe definitely. maybe if he comes back in that maybe he's like that you know hey might be might be in with a good chance so cool uh that was nice and quick um okay next uh, oh we got another video after this so let's have a look Well, uh, alcohol references, mild blood, suggestive themes, and violence. How did this, how this ended up being T? I have absolutely no idea. That should be M. Mortal Kombat versus um, DC was rated teen, so anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Street Fighter thirtieth anniversary collection. Oh, nice. Nice. I tell you what, like. Uh, rolling through it. So there's uh, 12 arcade classics that's going to be coming through this. And uh, Oh, the original Street Fighter? Really? Yeah, Street Fighter 2. Wow. I expected it to be like CGI or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's, here's the funny thing. Uh, look, at all the, look at all the variations of Street Fighter 2 that they did. They, they, yeah, they, they, there's they, like Vanilla Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, there's like at least a few versions of it. Like, yeah. crazy. It took them ages to get to Alpha, pretty much. And yeah, then they were... and, and the Alpha is, a pre- is the prequel series. Yeah, and then like and then Alpha had its own collection of them. So they had Alpha Two, Alpha Three. Then they had, yeah. then they finally went to Street Fighter Three. The uh, you know obviously the. Yeah, that, that's the continuation of Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Four. Is um, what you call it? Uh, it's it's a pre. Uh, yeah, it's a midquel. It takes place after Street Fighter Two, but before Street Fighter Three. And then there's Street Fighter Five, which I I haven't played it yet, so I have no idea where it is in the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's just it's. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I was always a Mortal Kombat fan more than I was a Street Fighter fan. I will admit. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily all the characters in this, but, uh, yeah, like, the fact that it's still, even this still has staying power, the fact that people will still even buy this and even it'll generate new fans, that's that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were the ones who kind of, like, redefined the fighting genre. I mean, in the 90s, it was pretty much everywhere. Like, I remember when I was a kid in the arcades, there will be a whole bunch of kids and teenagers, like, huddling around in 
Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and they would just be like dumping a whole truckload of quarters and playing the game. It was just it was just nuts. Yeah, you know what? Someone's gonna have to take this and turn it into an arcade machine. And uh... oh, that would be so amazing. Yes, <laughs> but. You know, sadly, those days are pretty much over. Well, there are those hobbyists out there who uh, like to build these yes, types of things. Well, that's true. Yeah, those hobbyists out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I've always been tempted to build one. You know, like get a big, massive, like old TV, like uh, build it into a like a wooden box, and uh, you know, just connect it up to like a I don't know Raspberry Pi or something like that. You know, <laughs> if, uh, you know it's it's doable. So uh, who knows? You know, uh, I'm sure there's someone someone out there who'll probably try and do something like that. Um, so, okay, so, uh, we've got another video, so let's take a look at this. Let me, let me kick this off real quick. Let me start off by having my opponent here demonstrate that thingy you do. Um, what did, what was that thingy? Was yeah, so this is Ronda Rousey, and yes, she's now... Um, Ronda Rousey from the, um, what was it, the MMAs? Yeah, I, well, I do know about her, especially when, in college, there was, like, a huge MMA kick around with my friends. Yeah, and now she's in WWE. Huh. So, yeah, she uh, her, la her first match was at WrestleMania, and she fought uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in a tag team match with Kurt Angle. Wait, 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 what? Yep. <coughs> she, she fought two people, and not only that, but she fought a man? Yeah, she wow, did. Wow, good for her, man. Yeah, that's she, awesome. she, she, she beat the hell out of Triple H, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I do know yeah. that, you know... Uh, Ronda Rousey, from what I've heard from my friends, is that, you know, she's really huge into pop culture. Like, she likes Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, so that's pretty cool. And she's a Bernie Sanders supporter as well, which is quite quite, quite amazing, actually, when you think about it. But, hmm. uh, yeah. And, uh, but mind you, one of the things she's actually trying to distance herself from is that uh, some people try to, like, uh, cure a color, like, a feminist icon, and, like, she's actually trying to distance herself from that for... Uh, for whatever for whatever reason, so uh, she's. Uh, I don't understand why. I mean, if there's people out there who see her as a role model, then I don't see any problems with it. Maybe because she probably just thinks that where she got is not because she was a woman, just because she she can kick somebody's ass. Maybe that's, I don't know, that, that is fair. That's may, absolutely. May, fair. Maybe that's just, that's maybe that's her mentality. Yeah. Uh, sure. The armbar. The armbar. That's what it is. That's what you do. This is quite a treat, an exhibition. Well, it seems a little disrespectful, Rhonda, that she couldn't remember what that is. Okay, so uh, the person down on the floor right now is not is a wrestler called Nia Jax, and uh, here's the, the confusing thing about this. Just keep, you know, uh, I, I want to basically prologue it with this. She yeah, please was do, in, because I have no idea what's going on. She was in a storyline where there was another wrestler called Alexa Bliss, and uh, she was being manipulated by her, and uh, then she said some really awful things about her being fat and uh, you know being ugly and things like that, and uh, not being as looking as her. And basically, they had a feud after that, and then she became she beat Alexa Bliss in WrestleMania, and she became the women's champion. So mm. obviously, they came from like a, a manipulation kind of like bullying angle. If you think like that kind of storyline, but look what she's doing here. Just, just now, she, they've gone from this only like probably like maybe more one month, two months ago, and now this is what she's doing now. So just pay attention to this. It's good for me. She can't even remember the name. She probably won't remember the defense. Well, look at Nia Jackson powering for you. out of this armbar, and she could do this to you. Do you, think, the bank. do you think you can put this on Nia Jax? Oh, oh, oh. You've never been in the ring the size of Nia Jax. That's true, but I think Whoa. I'm capable of anything. The armbar, it doesn't really mean much to me. Here's, here's the thing, like, wouldn't you say what she's doing now with some kind of, like, she's, like, kicking this woman around the ring and, like, just grabbing a, a microphone and kind of making fun uh, of somebody. Is that woman even a wrestler? That, that woman in there, yeah, she is. The, the woman in the bottom, I meant, not the not the one who's speaking. Yeah, apparently she's like away. She's like, you know, they bring in like these local local competitors to like from like. She you know, so a local competitor was just being tossed around by a professional wrestler to prove a point. That's kind of mean. I know. It's like, but here's the confusing thing. She was like on the receiving end of kind of like you know a bu a bullying angle. So like uh, she was like being manipulated by uh, what, what she thought was one of her friends, but in actual fact she was just being like just using her. To basically get away, yeah. and so you know she was in reality kind of bullying her, and now she's here. She yeah. is bullying somebody. When you think about it, it's it's just so confusing that they're now doing this angle with uh, with, and also on top of that with Ronda Rousey being involved. 
Uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what also is strange about this? That, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, when she signed a WWE contract, uh, they immediately were sell selling to everybody that she wasn't going to be immediately being put in the title scene. But now, apparently, Ronda Rousey and uh, Nia Jax are going to be fighting for the Women's Championship. Okay, and Ronda Rousey well, wasn't even, like, competing in the preliminaries or anything like that? No. It's they... just automatically, she's just there. Yeah, so she's basically had one match with, a tag team match with, uh, uh, with Kurt Angle against uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. They won that, and now all of a sudden she's uh, gone from that to being told, oh, she's going to make her way up through the ranks, and already she's in the title scene within, uh, like, a month. Oh, that's not fair. But what about the other women who, like, competed against um, all the other wrestlers and then they're in the title match? D don't they matter? No. And guess what? Do you know who um, is currently the uh, WWE Universal Champion at the moment? Who? Cool. Former UFC Champion Brock Lesnar. Oh, so another person from um the ufc okay yeah. um and, and his last title defense was uh back when they had the greatest royal rumble in saudi arabia which was probably a good month ago now and he's not turned up ever since hmm, well i guess maybe he doesn't want to lose his championship status exactly i wouldn't yeah. blame him but he's only doing like a part-time schedule and all these other people are turning up every week okay yeah it's ridiculous so yeah so mm. basically that's if you can actually apply it on me Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. You're trying to tell me that this particular wrestler is challenging Ronda Rousey. Now, again, I don't really know too much about wrestling, but I have seen a handful of MMA fights. I even took on MMA classes, um, you know, for a bit. And I can assure you, it's pretty brutal. Not only do you, you, you like, um, choke hold and, you know, do a whole bunch of flips in MMA, but you also punch, you also kick, mm -hmm. you also sweep. You know, it's pretty um, more complex than wrestling when you just grab somebody, throw them overboard, and then just choke them and stuff like that. It, there's a lot more to it. And, you know, Ronda Rousey, you know, from what I've heard, is like one of the best. Yeah, and and she's... It just makes me feel that, you know, they're doing this whole thing. It's like, you can't apply the armbar on me. It's like, okay, I'll just beat you to a pulp and just, uh, you know, take your title. Yeah, she, she can actually. I mean, you know, being a former MMA fighter, she can punch her. In wrestling, you can't punch anybody. She can do that easily if she wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I really hope they don't pull each other's hair. I know that. Oh, really? That's like a fifth grader teasing a kindergartner. This is unfair. I know. It's uh. just, it's, uh, but it just, it's just confusing to me that all of a sudden she's gone from, you know, being manipulated and kind of like, you think she'd be in like, in a, in a way she'd be like, no one to turn that into, turn that into herself, but all of a sudden she's become that. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's really bad story writing, if anything. And uh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. funny, like, you know, there have been uh, complaints that, uh, you know, WWE crowds, like, oh, you know, see all those crowds back there. Uh, I mean, the likelihood is they've all been probably been shoved to one side because they can't. Now WWE events are not selling out anymore. So they're having to, like, shove people, like, into the view of the camera and leave all the rest of the seats behind them blank. So no one's sat in the seats behind the camera. So, yeah, uh, yeah and you can see why, because, like, these, these storylines make no sense at all. And it pains me because I say that as a wrestling fan. They are, they're probably scripted. If that's, if they that's are. what you're saying. They are scripted, but the, the, the yeah. problem is the script sucks. Yeah. And, they, yeah. Uh, they're just making stories that make don't make sense anymore, just like Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I guess you could probably make that comparison. All right, then, next mm -hmm. video. Yeah. Okay, this thing has uh, copyright music in, so it's going to knock it down. But uh, yeah, this is the trailer for The uh, Sims 4 Seasons. Uh, Sims 4 it's been a while since we've had a Sims game. Yeah, it's a, oh this is a this is an additional add-on pack I think it is. Uh, yeah, because the last Sims game we had was just the Sims and you got to like, you know, build around cities and stuff like the original, except that a lot of people hated that game. So I guess they're making an expansion for a previous game that was around and not making like a Sims 5 or anything like that. Yeah. But well, I think this is going to be uh, an expansion. Well, I think this is actually going to have now there's like a year like a is like a season, so there's like spring, summer, you know, winter and uh, all that stuff, and they're gonna have, like holidays and things like that. So it's uh... 
Okay, no, that, that's gonna be fair. Seasonal. I mean, there's a lot of Sims games like Sim University and, um, you know, Sims, uh, you know, uh, like college or something like that. But yeah, um, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's um, the latest. Uh, I guess there's going to be evil scientists in this thing as well. Like, uh, oh, there's going to be like people who can like manipulate the weather and stuff. So, okay. Oh. That's. Uh, they're gonna have superpowers. Okay, so. yeah, lightning doesn't work like that, but uh, no. Okay, whatever. So we already have aliens, so why not? Oh, uh, why not? And it's The Sims anyway, so anything's possible. So, uh -huh. yeah, that's The Sims Four coming out in June twenty second. Sims Four Seasons, sorry, it's coming June twenty second. So, I guess yeah. we got so that to look forward to. I guess it's it's sort of E three stuff as well, I guess, because um, you oh know, yeah, that's uh, right, because E three is this Saturday. Yeah, it is, and. Uh, I tell you what, I'm excited to see where the Star Fox uh, rumors all go. You know, uh, are we going to be hearing about this uh, Grand Prix, um, uh, sorry, um, game that we're going to be getting for the Switch? So, uh, interesting to see where they go with that, and uh, interesting to see what uh, Nintendo kind of brings to the table, really, and uh, whatever what everyone else is doing. So, should be all very good. Well, before anyway, we've, before they do that, so actually, we do have some more uh, video game news, actually. Um, did you guys hear about this um, active shooter video game that got released on Steam? No, um, no I okay. have so, never heard about that. Well, uh, we won't be able to see it now because Valve has removed the game from sale. Wow. So, after a maelstrom that's, of That's um, awful, considering that a game about shooting in a school. I know. Uh, here's the thing about this, like, uh, if it was just, like, some, you know, maniac running around in a building, and, like, you didn't hurt anyone innocent, but you, like, were, were taking on, like, the police or something like that, I mean, yeah, either that would, uh, would be a bit, uh, you know, obviously it would be a bit, you know, kind of something that kind of, like, Rockstar would do, but, uh, you know, at the same time, like, if you're going around, you know, killing innocent women, children, and, you know, anyone innocent, I think is, uh, and you're getting awarded points for it, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, like, these video games should not, I don't... You know, I don't think these video games should be, you know, ex you know, in existence. Like they say, it's uh, good therapy. I don't. I'm not so sure. Well, I, I, if you're, again, if, I'm I'm full of favor of freedom of speech, and I consider you know games free speech. So yeah. if people want to put stuff like this on sale, but uh, you know, all I can say is that you know, be ready for the backlash that comes with it. So, because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff like, you know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, there was this maelstrom of controversy about it, this, uh, from all mainstream news outlets and anti-gun violence charities raining on this, but, uh, Valve has removed the game from, from Steam, but, however, it's not for the reasons we think, because, the, yes, this game has been massively condemned, uh, from there, but, uh, apparently, the people who developed this team, and, uh, these, are I guess the, we can call these allegations at the moment, uh, Valve didn't exile, um, the, not only have they taken this game down, but apparently all the games that, uh, this company developed, uh, around it, they've taken those off, uh, Valve's Steam platform as well, because, uh, apparently this, uh, this company that's, uh, that was, uh, running it, apparently they were, um, basically abusing customers, and uh, weren't uh, basically weren't going by oh, terms nice. and conditions. So uh, basically, if you bought a game from this company, likelihood is you probably had a very bad customer experience. And so Valve, Valve haven't taken it down because of the the contents of the game. They're taking it down because obviously the company's really corrupt. Oh so, my goodness! Well, so, so I thought we just straighten that out because um, I mean, yeah, like uh, I think that's fair of Valve to do that as well because if you've got a company that's uh, you know wanting to screw over customers, you can't they, you can't be allowing them to sell stuff like this on your platform. You have to do something about it. Mm hmm Yeah. So. So that just clears up that there, you know, it's, it's an awful game, you know, I particularly wouldn't buy it, but, uh, you know, I can understand why, you know. People I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up in a lot of top 10 worst games of 2018 lists. Yeah, mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me, you remember the Rayplay um, scandal, you know, from a couple of years ago? And, you know, like Jack Thompson all up in a, in a frenzy, because it was a, a game that promoted, like, you know, uh, groping women and, you know, raping Yeah, I did hear dark. about that. Oh, yeah. no. That was like, uh, I remember that controversy, and uh, it's just... These things just keep coming up, really, and uh, and again, like uh, you know, people want to produce these types of games and uh, put them on sale. Then you know, I, I don't really care, but uh, I think you have to get ready for the backlash that comes of it because there's you know there's a lot of people out there who are like really offended now, unfortunately, in 2018, and so uh, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be very happy about it. So um, let's have a look and. Uh, 
there was a, there was a video called uh, why are men so why are white men so fragile i mean do we really want to play this video go ahead uh, I, uh, I i mean i don't i'm not going to feel offended i'm just going to see what they have to say okay. that's it let's go for it Oh, for goodness sake. Well, it's your typical setup. Like, uh, it's a uh, um, feminist Why? with wine, with, well, not wine. It's, uh, it says, by the way, if you can't write what it says, it says white male tears on it. Uh, I didn't say wine, I said why. Like, <laughs> why oh, okay, is she. Okay. Some white men um, are really angry lately. Not all white men. I said some. According to precarious man theory, when men don't feel masculine, they tend to act out in stereotypical gendered ways, which is why you're getting pushback from the men in your life for just existing. But it's not you. It's white men. They're a little fragile right now. Okay, um, where's my where's my soundboard? I think we need to play this a little bit. Um, you know, I always lose this. There we go. So. <laughs> Here's why. See, white men used to be able to raise a family, buy a house, and retire on one salary. Their own. But thanks to growing income inequality, that's something white men can't do anymore. And that's throwing off some really comfy gender norms. You know what else white men can't do anymore? Afford to keep a full-time spouse at home. Have job security. Depend on federal mortgage programs to help them buy a house. And rely on subsidized, high-quality healthcare, subsidized retirement programs, and social security. I think you'll find that's all of us and not necessarily just white people. Mm-hmm. I wish I had all that stuff. Yeah, I wish I had all that stuff too. Like, uh, you know, I don't have it. I, <laughs> I barely have any of it. Do, do, you know what the, do you know what the worst part about all this is? Uh, you yeah. know, I, the, 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 people stick this shit in front of me. And, uh, you know, I have to basically explain to them, look, I'm half white. My mother is white. My, uh, I, I was born in a work in a white working class town called Preston. Like, uh, and it's just like my team behind me is Preston North End, and uh, which is a which is a which is a uh, football team that has its uh, uh, origins in Catholicism, which mainly is white. You know, um, a very white background. And it's just, it's just, it's, uh, the stuff like this, like, uh, I don't know why they stick this stuff in front of me. They just, they just look at me and think, oh, he's, you know, Asian or whatever, you know, he'll get it. Like, it's just, it's, uh, I just, I hate stuff like this, I swear. These entitlement programs were part of the privilege of being a white man. And it must be enraging to watch them slowly slip away at the hands of growing income inequality. Well, the fact that the wouldn't you think it would be better if everybody could get those things and not just white people? I think that would be a better world. Why are we cel yeah. why why are you celebrating this, you stupid bitch? Oh man. But you know who else is angry? Women and people who aren't white. See, we've been excluded from these programs for longer than we've been included in them. And we're really mad about it too. So I say welcome, white men. You've officially joined the Fucked Over Club. You can now join the ranks of most of the United States. We get that you're angry, and while it's not our fault, we can totally empathize with your loss of privileges, even though we've never had them. But don't listen to me, an angry lesbian. Let a white man tell you the exact same thing. Once upon a time, we had 98% of all of the positions of power. And now we only have like 88%. And we think, oh my God, women are taking over. This is Dr. Michael Kimmel. He's one of the world's leading experts on men and masculinity. Once upon a time, the whole world was a locker room. The boardroom of the company was a locker room. The operating theater in the hospital was a locker room. The law firm was a locker room. The military was a locker room. The locker room was a locker room. Everywhere you went, it was all guys. But now, women have entered every single one of those arenas. The change in our lives has taken place so bewilderingly fast that so many men feel like, what happened? And now you're getting all the advantages. Women are getting everything. The guys who are the angriest are the ones who said, I made a bargain with this society. And it was the same bargain my father made and my grandfather made. I will be a good man. Hey, Josh, do you ever remember making that bargain with society? 
No. I gotta remember that bargain with society. Uh-uh. And sure as hell nah. wasn't based on my skin color. <laughs> it's just, I don't get it at all. They, I don't think I was ever asked for anything taken away or asked for a bargain based on skin color whatsoever. It doesn't matter where I live. None of that. My it's God. just... That's wrong. I will be a good husband. I will be a good father. I will work really hard. I will pay my taxes. And in return for that, I should be able to support a family by myself and by my own house in which to raise my children. I'm sure for a very long time that has not been the case. I even remember, I even remember, even, I mean, we're talking about, look, I mean, I don't know how far he's stretching this, I don't know if he's stretching it all the way back to, like, uh, I don't know, the 40s or the 50s or something like that, but in, in the shortest period of time that I've been in this, uh, you know, on, on this planet, so, you know, uh, I know a lot of people who, not only did the, uh, the, the, the men in the house have to contribute, the mothers in the house have to contribute as well. Like, you know, the, the 80s and the 90s, like, economically, economically for uh, people, at least I know, were a very rough time. You know, whether you're talking about, you know, rent fees or mortgage rates or uh, what, you know, whatever. Like, uh, I mean, I can't remember this this uh, scenario that he's explaining out to us. And, you know, that's just that's just me. Like, uh, I know some people are going to say, oh, Aaron, look at the data and not the anecdotal evidence. And it's like, well, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But uh, the fact that, I, I, you know, I can only go off what I've, I've experienced in my life. And um, that, that's basically what he's talking to me, something I've never seen at all, you know. So, I mean, if people want to dispute me on that, well, go ahead. But, you know, for, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there's a lot of people who have had it, had it rough in life. And uh, I don't think it's just exclusively just put to, um, you know, to, to minorities. There's a lot of, uh, you know, people in, uh, in, in white communities who have also had, uh, you know, pretty, pretty rough as well. So. And what's yeah. happened, of course, economically, is that is very unlikely these days. Because you're angry right now, white men, it doesn't mean that women are gonna have some kind of V8 moment where they go, oh my God, you know what, they were right. Let's stop working, let's stop voting, let's stop driving cars, let's stop serving on juries, let's stop having orgasms. It's just not worth it. It's not gonna happen, it's a done deal. So we men have a choice. We can be dragged kicking and screaming into the future, or we can say, hmm, this is a completely different world. What's in it for us? What's in it for white men? What's in it for white men? All of the available evidence suggests that the more gender equal our relationships are, the better our health, the better our relationships with our partners, spouses, and friends, the better our children do in school, the happier countries are, the better corporations do. This is a win-win all the way around. We have come to this idea that gender equality is a zero-sum game. And if women win, men are gonna lose. The reality is, when women win, men win as well. Um, again, I don't know about I, I, that. I've not researched this side, this side of things, but uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware, you know, you don't need. I mean, gender equality, I guess, is is a good, I guess, a good thing. But um, I mean, in regards to, um, I mean, I'm not, I guess, I'm not going to be able to, you know, dispute that without having all the facts in front of me, but uh, and be able to. Kind of like you know, do some uh, do some more research on it because uh, uh, I I only know so much about this subject. But uh, um, in regards to like uh, you know be, being happy, I mean you don't necessarily have to be you know um, I don't think in regards to if you you go basically help yourself, you know to to be happy. You know you you, got, you can't just basically put a set you know down for like the whole of society and then just just assume oh everyone will be happy in this set. Like, you know, it's like, uh, it's uh, again, it's still up to the individual to be happy. Like, uh, if we did that, we if, if we did that for, like, to, you know, say, oh, hey, this is going to make everybody happy. It's like, you know, well, that's not going to address things like depression or, uh, you know, um, you know, mental health illnesses or anything like that. Or, uh, you know, some of the ill, you know, some of the ills that are also in our society. Maybe it might make them a little better, but it's not, it's not a one size fits all solution, you know, for mm -hmm. this. That's just me. So that's yeah. why white men are so angry. Their position in society is changing fast and they've never had a chance to reevaluate it. It must suck to have your previously very stable identity feel so fragile. I mean, try telling that to somebody who's, uh, you know, struggled his entire life. You know, with, yeah, you know, getting absolutely. getting a job or, you know, I mean to be brought up in uh, in in a working in in a, in a working class town or anything like that. That's just that's just so stupid. 
I mean, so listen, I'll admit I'm a, I'm a sensitive guy. Sometimes, you know, there are things I get upset about, you know, sometimes. And listen, I'll admit I cry on many occasions. But let me tell you, I, you know, I, I still get up and get I, I still get up and I go to work. I try my best. You know, I try to put a smile on my face so that nobody, you know, so that everyone else can smile. And if well, I, I mean, Josh, on top yeah. of that as well, you and I have, uh, have neurological disorders. I mean, like, uh, right. I mean, it's, it's not our fault that we, if we, if we react in a particular way, because uh, we have yeah. conditions that, uh, do, you know, somewhat dictate those things. But, uh, you know, in, in regards, to, I just think that all oh, this is just rubbish. Really? Right. So, like, I mean, we can't just, you know, you can't just blame men based on, espe- or men, especially if they have a different skin color, I think, and for her being a issue you know, for being a white woman and to say that, I mean, I think that's a bit, you know, I think that's, I don't know. I feel like that's just not right for her to it's say. Not right. I don't it's think not that's right place to say it uh, at all. It's like, you know, no. here's the thing, like, uh, I'm, I'm half white and I wouldn't say I've had any you know, massive privileges uh, at all over, uh, you know, anybody else. Like, you know, I don't have any privileges, period, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been raised with a working class family that, you know, it's always been the case in which, you know, if my family doesn't work, then we don't eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, very rarely did we get like, um, you know, like any toy that we wanted or if we wanted to, um, you know, buy something, then we couldn't because we were broke. And it was either the rent or it was either something else. So. Just, yeah. yeah, I was. Just, and I was raised by. A, I was raised by a single mom. You know, uh, my she had to raise my, me and my older brother just by herself. Uh, my dad had visitation rights, yes, but she she did most of the work, and it was a you know. So I mean, like we, I understand. You know, uh, that uh, the men in our family, you know, there are many men in the family that don't, you know, that have trouble being financially stable that have trouble staying with their wives but listen it's not just it's not just white men it's any it's any it's real it, it doesn't matter it's like a lot there's a lot of men out there right now not yeah there's, so. a, there's a lot of men who you know all sorts of colors who are struggling right now in uh, in not just in the united states but in the united kingdom as well and, and right. pretty much all, all around the world this isn't this isn't uh, as, as exclusive to a particular gender or a particular um you know race of people like you know if you're if you're poor you're poor and uh, yeah. you know, to, to make the to make the argument that it's a great thing that uh, you, you know that the, there's if, if that white men are now you know more even more you know disadvantaged in you know economically and in society and uh, are along the lines of um, you know uh, of, of other people that's not a good thing that if anything that means yeah. we kind of like degraded as a society. Yeah, I mean, like we should yeah, all be aspiring to be better. Men, but like, why focus only on white men? As you know, because it's it feels like a divide and conquer strategy. It really does. Yeah. Like we should all be fighting for, uh, for 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 better opportunities and better uh, uh, for 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 better things instead of dragging each other down. It's right. just it's 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 awful when I see stuff like this. Right. Really, I just think I just think none of this helps personally. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Right. Um, okay. So uh, let's. I mean, by, um, the next thing we we're going to look at was. Uh, uh, bus driver stops motorcyclist. However, the the link on the the thing that they gave me wasn't working, so we'll have to look at something else. So, well, uh, look at this. Oh, shit, you're still in the Uber. Okay. This is, uh, this apparently is an Uber in some foreign country. Wow. Little, something something <laughs> a little positive here. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if they Does that count as an Uber car? It's not even a car. I mean, let's see. It's a mo- it's a mode of transportation where a guy picks you up and takes you to somewhere else that you weren't before. It's Uber. I guess yep. so. But uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently this is an Uber somewhere. I don't know if it's official or not, but uh, I mean, doesn't look official at all. No, it doesn't. It kind of reminds me of um, you know how in the the movie Borat, in which if you take a look at the DVD, it actually just says Borat red, like if it was like um, marker. So it kind of reminds. It's like that. It's like Uber. It's like it, it looks like it was written by Marker and trying to look official. Yeah. Well, that was the video. So uh, that, was, that was submitted by somebody. So I guess thank you for that. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I just hope that um, Uber doesn't come by and say, "Hey, you know, that's our company. We don't. We're not associated with you. So stop doing what you're doing." Okay. All right. Next video. 
You just signed on for a lifetime of love, companionship, and 12 to 18 months of logistical hell. Step one, pick a location. Okay, this is easy. Catholic Barn. Church. Bah! Step two, make a guest list. I have 86 cousins and they all have kids. My mom says we have to invite all the couples they met on their cruise last year. That means we get to invite two friends. That's more than we thought. Step three, set a budget. We want something simple and cheap. Then fuck that budget, because no matter what you do, it's going to be expensive. You'll ride in on a Shetland pony and then enjoy a seven-course meal in a croquet garden. Super low-key. Chalkboards, the mason jars, we'll get a food truck. I got shit out in the back. Put some Christmas lights in it. Wait, just for a fucking wedding. Step four, grow disillusioned with the commercial wedding industry and resist the urge to elope. I talked to the photographer, we can upgrade from the lovey-dovey package to the lovey-dovey platinum package, or we could just say fuck it, drive to Vegas and end this. You know, uh, watching this, I think he's pretty glad I'm actually single. Oh, this <laughs> and listen, my, if I Kevin ever... And, my friends Kevin and Christina are planning for their wedding, so... Man, I gotta share this video with them. Yeah. <laughs> Too late, Thing is, if I... If I ever have a wedding, I'd rather have like a. It's. I'd rather have a small, simple wedding rather than just like one of those big ones. I, it's just. It's ridiculous. Uh, Josh, let me simply say this, mate. It's. It won't be your decision. I think if it, whoever I'm going to get married oh. to, the 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 uh, the wife to be is definitely going to be the um the one who gets the last say in everything. I can just oh, see it man. all coming. That's going to be tough because it's tradition, Aaron. It's tradition. Yeah. Down payment on um, DJ. I'm going to play the Black Eyed Peas. Step five, send out save the dates, not to be confused with invitations, which are different for some reason. I, I don't know, sometimes save the dates are magnets. Step six, fight about things you don't actually care about. The cummerbunds have to be periwinkle because the bow ties are periwinkle! That's gonna clash with the table runners! Step seven. You gotta love the acting in college humor, haven't you? That's the only thing I found funny of this video. <laughs> That's the only thing I found funny about it. <laughs> then register for gifts you don't actually care about. Do we need a banana unpeeler? Step eight, find an officiant that will appease your super religious extended family and your super liberal atheist friends. Oh, I'll talk great. about how a woman is servant to her husband, and I'll also probably mention hell a few times. You'll both drink from the earth chalice, then I'll do a dance in honor of Mother Gaia. And you can dance right out of my wedding, sweetheart, because I ain't cursing you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, I'd I, I really love to meet the priest that still believes in all that shit. And I know they're probably all like on television and stuff like that, but uh, my god. I, I have been to a non-denominational non wedding before, and um, there have been talks of that a lot, about praising to Mother Earth. Yeah, and... Uh, oh, really? The, the, uh, the nun... I, think, oh, I, guess the, I guess the one wedding I went to, the uh, the priest pretty much had to kind of like uh, meet in the middle and like call it like the creator or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the the non-denominational church that I went to, it had uh, not only praying for God, but it also had horoscopes... And it talked about nature, and there was also talks about, like, some other weird stuff, yeah. like the Zodiac uh, or whatever. Uh, it was it was weird. Oh, my God. It was very yeah. weird. Yeah, lately, I, you all, know, lately, I've been going to a church that just doesn't... Let us all praise the Emperor of the Grass, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. And the Warlock <laughs> of the Mountains. Uh... Oh, man. Uh, I, I and the sky more, genie of um, uh, Aladdin. <laughs> Thankfully, the church I go to doesn't do that, so yeah. I'm not. Oh my goodness! And there if are you're, eight. If you're interested, there are eight thousand different denominations. So, oh my god! I don't. I don't have a specific denomination. I'm just. I'm just going by the Bible. Uh, imagine. Just, imagine being Jesus Christ today. And, the, and and just looking at all how his message has been de deciphered so into so many ways that you would just think it's like uh, you know uh, what would he ma what would he make of it all like if he was walking around like he's like uh, all all these guy all these people of like uh, taking his message and like you know can you know, changed it into all sorts of directions 
and that is like a. Um, yeah, there's even a, there's even a Korean. What, what was it? What was the joke in Twenty uh, One Jump Street? The uh, the uh, you know uh, the Korean Rasputarian Jesus or something like that. There yeah, I right. don't think he would have liked that at all. I don't, I don't think he. In my opinion, I don't think he does. Mm. It's just my my yeah my belief here. And, yeah. Oh, we're we'll, gonna uh, continue with this. And, I will read the Lord's yeah. Prayer, and also I'm gay. Well, yeah, you can meet in the middle with that. I think you know. There are, uh, okay, that's there are. like a. You don't see that happening often. Uh, well, Especially. actually, it's more often than you think. There are religious gay people, you know. Well, so. yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Send more fancy litter. Make sure to include litter. They can litter back to you. Not that they will. Hey, I was just wondering if you were coming because you haven't RSVP'd yet, and it's $80 per plate, Darren! The only thing left to do is step 10. Have awkward conversations with friends you couldn't invite. Yeah, I haven't gotten my invitation yet. No. Really? Congratulations. You planned a wedding. Enjoy it. This is the one day when everyone in your life will come together and find something to be disappointed about. A buffet? That is so tacky. Cousin Sally's wedding had a chocolate fountain. And the cummerbunds clash with the table runners. Oh. Oh my god, you're at a free party and you're going to complain? You know, everyone should just elope. Just elope. That's what I plan to do, mm. if ever. That's what I plan. Like, I, you know, if I ever decide to get married, I think if, well, really, if the girl I end up being engaged to is up to it, I would, we would elope. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty much that. Yeah. I think we're going to call this episode The Lonely Hearts Club. I think. Oh, my, my God, eloped. no. <laughs> Because yeah, my, know, my grandparents eloped. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, so uh, thanks very much, Josh, for uh, coming towards uh, to another episode. And uh, also, Patricia, thank you for being on the show. As well. uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank Facebook you for do- having me. Yeah, Facebook.com forward slash Arrow Show. Uh, Twitter is at Arrow Meta Show. Uh, Arrowmeta.tumblr.com and YouTube.com forward slash Arrow Meta Show. Uh, if you uh, want to send us any stuff, then you've got all the uh, links down there. Send us whatever you want and uh, ask us whatever you want and uh, we'll do it. So uh, from everyone here at the Arrow Meta Show, uh, thank you very much for another uh, great episode and uh, take care. And bye for now. See ya. Bye. See ya.